This is the Kate Daly Show. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. To save the world from Satan's power when we had gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Love that. Comfort That's from the joy. cathedrals. Oh. That's a throwback <laughs> for sure. Uh, they do a great job. And... Uh, I wonder if uh, many of them are still around, uh, the cathedrals. Anyway, welcome back to the show. Please visit my wonderful sponsors. They keep me on the air. Getbalanceofnature.com. Code word is Kate. Please get healthy. We need you. And that's something you can actually do. And then also um, text 989898. Text those six digits to Birch Gold because they can give you some free information that you need and how to secure everything with gold and back it up. And it's free to you, so why would you not? Why would you not? The information's free. It's free to you when you do that. And my gosh, my hello. It's a pretty necessary right now with all that's happening. We'll hit more of that next week. But there's a couple of things I want to talk about. Um, uh, so back in the back in the day, and I'm talking back in the 13 colonies, when they traveled here to the New World, right? It brought up this debate over Christmas with them. And by the late 16th century, a group of Protestant reformers known as the Puritans sought to purify the Church of England and purge it of the Roman Catholic traditions they saw as excessive. And then, of course, you had Christmas, which had some roots at that, you know, obviously we all know in the pagan Roman winter festival, right? Um, And the Norse festival of Yule. And so they had the celebrations of Christmas in England and the lasted for nearly two weeks from the day of Jesus Christ. Christ's birth, December 25th to the 12th day, January 6th, and and consisted of um, some rowdy celebrations and so forth. Um, And then, of course, uh, they had Christmas in Jamestown and um, and in Plymouth. And there was kind of the difference between the two sects that, that, that were going on, right? And then, of course, for the settlers that arrived in 1607, Christmas was this very important holiday And celebrations were limited because they were struggling at the time in the Jamestown settlement. They preserved it as this more sacred occasion, day of rest. So by the 1620s and 30s, Christmas was established as this benchmark of the legislative calendar of the Virginia colony. And the laws on the books in 1631, for example, stated that churches were to be built in areas that needed them before the feast of the nativity of our Savior Christ. Okay. And by contrast, the pilgrims of the Plymouth colony belonged to the Puritan sect known as the Separatists, and they treated their first Christmas in the New World as just one more working day at the time. And Governor William Bradford noted uh, that in his diary that the colonists began building the colony's first house even on Christmas Day, uh, 1620. The following year, a group of newly arrived settlers refused to work on Christmas Day. And Bradford let them off the hook until they could become, you know, better informed. But he drew this line after, uh, this very firm line after he found them playing games while everyone else worked. And if they, if they made the, the keeping of it Christmas a matter of devotion, let them keep their houses, but there should be no gaming um, in the streets. And in Massachusetts, the Puritans made Christmas illegal. So there was a lot of kind of battle over the establishment of what was to take place on that day and how to worship and, and celebrate. But it was, a, it was that group that started to kind of change things. And it says to me that be that, be that group, <laughs> be that guy, be the one that says, well, no, I, I'm going to take this as a day of rest. Be that person in society. I love that, you know. 
Um, there was the old, you know, the Rosa Parks story. And I, when I, when I would give speeches, I would say, who sat, who sat, you, do you know the guy's name that sat behind Rosa Parks? Because they were just celebrating her, her, the day that she did that or her birthday, I think just in this last couple of weeks I heard on the news. And so I would say, do you know the guy sitting behind her? And, um, I'd get this blank stare from the audience and I would say, yeah, me neither <laughs> because so many people don't stand when somebody else takes a stand. Right. Um, and there are some questions about Rosa Parks story actually, but in the idea of what happened, we all have to be the person that shores up the truth. We all have to be the person that talks about Christ, even though really what we're taught right now is to kind of self-censor because of society, because you might offend somebody. I never, ever care if I offend somebody with the truth <laughs> because I know it's the truth. So let them be offended. Somehow, for some reason, we seem to have a problem with that. But I wanted to mention, this is uh, John, by the way, and I thought this was really important and it was the three levels of Christmas. And I've mentioned this on a show a couple of years back, I think, but there was the first level of Christmas, okay? And John, by the way, did a great job on this. And he said, it's the level of Christmas trees and holly and whispered secrets about what you want and colorful packages and rich food and warm open houses. And it's the carolers, it's the excited kids, it's the loving parents, it's the special time of, of warmth. And everybody likes to go home in their cozy homes with all the Christmas decorations. We love Santa Claus. We love Christmas. That's level one. Level two it's a more beautiful level. It's the second level. It's the silent night level. And it's the level of glorious kind of Christmas carols and reflecting on those. And, and now in the days that went out a decree from Caesar Augustus, and it's the level, it's, it's reading of that story. It's the level of the crowded inn and the silent holy moment in the dark stable when the Son of Man came to earth. And it's the shepherds. It's the bare hills near Bethlehem. It's angels with their glad tidings. It's the new star in the east. It's the wise men. It's God rest you merry gentlemen, right? And it's, it's this type of thing. And the trouble is, is those two levels don't last very long. Long. they can't because you, when you get to the third level of Christmas right that's where it's all that's where it's that's where it is so you have the 12 days of Christmas at the first level and it's about all you know we can stand it's intense it's extravagant the trees dry out the needles fall the candles burn down and the beautiful wrappings will eventually go in the trash and this is why these two th that level doesn't doesn't last very long and even on the second level right? The level of baby Jesus. How many times in a season can you sing silent night, right? And the angels and the star and the shepherds and everybody gets to the point where they're ready to start off the new year. And so they kind of toss away that level of Christmas, but you get into the third level of Christmas. And that's really the third, the third level of Christmas is really about understanding the sacrifice understanding what his life meant, more importantly, what his death meant, and the significant gifts we receive because he lives. When you get into that level of Christmas, that's the one that lasts. When you get the meaning of his birth, the meaning of his death, and the meaning of the scriptures and all of those things, that's when you fully realize Christmas. That is the third level of Christmas. What's amazing about that level is that it completely lasts all year long. 
you don't get tired of living it. You don't get tired of talking about it and you don't get tired of understanding it, right? He was, and he is the wonderful, the great counselor, the mighty God willing to sacrifice his life that we might live if we're willing to accept him as our savior. And he is the everlasting father, the Prince of peace. And if you love me, keep my commandments, right? And so it really truly is the living level is that third level. And I know we're used to celebrating Christmas on the first level. And I know that it's fun. And I know that it can be exciting. I played a Saturday Night Live clip of all clips in the beginning of the show talking about wrestling your kids, trying to get them in Christmas outfits for Christmas pictures and and so forth. There's a lot of that. But if we could get beyond that, to teach our kids the third level of Christmas, even beyond the nativity and the what the nativity is, but why the nativity, not just the nativity for nativity's sake, but why there was the nativity scene, why they traveled with those gifts, why did they give them frankincense and myrrh, why did they, why did they show up, why were they looking for the star, right? And then the star finally appeared and they knew. How did people of that day all know, right? I think that's what's so powerful about that third level of Christmas that can't be denied because it can last. It can last when all the other stuff fades. And that's amazing. Get to that third level of Christmas this year. All right, be right back. Kate Daly Show, I'll take your calls. Hey guys, if you love this show, please follow this advice. Go text Birch989898 and text my name, Kate. You're going to get some free information. It's super important. At least look it over. And uh, I would not be telling you this if I didn't honestly believe this would help you. Okay. They're going to help you with gold backed security in the money you have out there. Okay. And also, should you unload your money? What should you do? And depending on your age, there's different things. So please go do that. Text 989898 and text my name, Kate. Thanks, you guys. This is the Kate Daly Show. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show, of course, uh, Simon Kloroskli. Uh, welcome back. And of course, maybe I can take some phone calls. Uh, you know, what do you want people to know about Christmas? Um, I try really to focus on the whys or, or what this is, how we need to bring it back <laughs> a little bit. It's so far out with Elf on the Shelf and Santa everything. And where is Christ in that? It's hard to see anymore. When I saw the minimalist nativity, I... I blech. um why why would you do that you know why would you phase him out so radically when we need him more than ever right now and you know when i was talking about the colonists and the differences in how they wanted to worship and what they wanted to do we came here for the right to worship god because it was that important to us and it was one of the things you know i wouldn't say that uh besides trying to live every day, 
there were only certain things that, that people really cared about and still ought to. But it was about the, the freedom to worship how you wanted to worship. It took a lot of ironing out. It took a lot of, of things to be, to be able to get the miracle of America, to be able to do that, to be able to get the miracle of the Constitution, the miracle of winning the Revolutionary War. But what was it all about? It was all about worshiping the way you could, the freedom to do that. Because up until that time, you had to follow whatever the king wanted you to be and to know and how to worship the king's way. And we yearned and longed for religious freedom. I was watching a movie, uh, a movie trailer for a movie coming out in which they're talking about coming to America and they were coming for profiteering and on all of these things. And they made it sound so, they made capitalism sound very, very dark. And I know because I've read through journals, you have to read through the journals to understand what people were really thinking and feeling and letters from a farmer, American farmer, and all of these wonderful books. But there's something really special in that that can teach you about how they actually felt about it and why they really came here. You know, a, a, a plot of dirt is a plot of dirt. If you have the freedom to put on that dirt what you want and a freedom to worship, that meant everything to everybody. They were willing to brave it to come over here to get that kind of freedom. Still to this day, people want that kind of freedom when they come here. They should come and be vetted, but, but nevertheless, it's that gift, right, of religious freedom because it meant that much to us, always has. And they talked way more freely and God was way more at the cornerstone of everything they did during the day and, and everything that was about their lives. And we get to today and I look around and it's just, it's not that. And we need to get back to that. I see a lot of people doing good things. I see a lot of people whose attention is turned at this time for greater things than themselves, which is really great. And I love it. And it's inspiring. And we can inspire more. Remember all the kids that were getting together at the flagpoles to say prayer? How amazing was that? It didn't get any press coverage. It wouldn't, of course. But millions of kids got around flagpoles to pray. That's a, that's a pretty wonderful thing before school. I think that's neat. And I think that we more and more kids are being homeschooled. More and more kids are being pulled out of the system to be able to be um, in private schools. And I know really wonderful private schools that are doing an amazing job. We have a whole undercurrent of people waking up and doing good things. And that should be celebrated right now. And really it all stems back to the birth, that special birth that we celebrate on December 25th. Right? Hi caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Merry Christmas. Merry Kate. Christmas. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Western civilization was nurtured by the Lord. Yeah. I mean, we've done so much. Yep. And, and today you look around the world and, and people behave yes. horribly. Yes. Well, I mean, we celebrate the season, but I mean, you're supposed to emulate the Lord all the time, every all year. Yep. So we have to thank you for that. We have to lead out is really what we have to do. And I do see a lot of people leading out and doing that. And you know what? It's contagious. It is so contagious. Um, that's what I love about, about not only this time of year, but it should be all year, is that we need to find our strengths and not be afraid of the circumstances. 
And if anything should have taught us, the, the life of Christ should teach us to be very brave and courageous in truth and in what we do and say out there. Stop being afraid. We're so afraid all the time of what can happen. I'm more afraid of getting, getting to the end of my life and not telling enough truth. I'm more afraid of that, to be honest with you. We'll all meet our maker. Of course, we all have one, and we'll all meet him. And what are you going to tell him you did with your time? Are you going to be the one that censors? Are you going to be the one that's in charge of doing all these types of things? Are you going to be the one that wears the brown shirt? Are you going to be the one that is there for truth? Are you going to speak out on social media about truth? Are you going to stand up for what's good and right? What's righteous? Are you going to, are you going to expose fraud? like Mike Lindell does with voter fraud, you're going to expose, you're going to do your best to, to bring truth out. What are you going to say at the end of your life? I think we're all here for a reason. And I think that coming up on Christmas, it should mean that third level of Christmas for all of us. It should, it should be about, we came, we came to this land. Your ancestors did everything they could do to get here for religious freedom. So you would have the freedom to speak out. So why self-censor? Why come to why come through all this these these lines of people that made it, <laughs> right? My gosh, only to censor yourself? We can't be that. We can't be that. All of that was done. All of these things were done. All these things we celebrate. Then let's celebrate it to the fullest extent. Let's talk truth wherever we go. It's contagious. It's like that song. You run out with your candle out into the darkness. You run out. You're not the one that sits back and waits for everyone else to do it. You run out into that darkness. You be that light. If, it, if Christmas teaches us anything, it's how to live that third level of Christmas every single day. And I hope I can live it better. I really do. I hope that I can be a better example and tell more truth and be better at it and also I think blessings kind of pour down when you do it. I really do. I've seen that in my life. I'm so grateful for Christmas. I'm so grateful for that celebration of that birth that changed it all. Aren't you? Let's do our best. Let's do better this year. Let's be more truthful. Stand up for more. Be more courageous. Do more. Help more. Serve more. Love more. Let's do it. You guys all have a wonderful weekend. Be faithful, be fearless. See you back here next week. Fight the good fight.